and Tyler. I'm a physical therapist. And I'm a nutrition and fitness coach. We are husband and wife, parents, and business owners. And we are passionate about improving our health, relationships, and mindset and helping others do the same. Through trial and error, we have found that most of these things have simple solutions. But that doesn't mean those solutions are easy to implement. Each week, we sit down to have a conversation with the hope that you can take something from it to improve your own life, no matter what your goals are or what you're going through. We are so glad you're here. Now let's get started. We're live. And live from New York is Saturday night. Oh my gosh, don't we're not that cool. I know. I wish. I know, I know, I know. Too Um, bad. Okay, I had an idea of how to start this podcast. because Icebreaker. Kind of. It's something that I experienced today, and I wanted to like talk about it because it's a pet peeve of mine, and I was reminded of it today. Oh, can't wait. Okay. Not to be negative, just start this <laughs> no, podcast no, off, just on, start a us off on the right foot here. Here's a list of all my pet peeves. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, That's what everyone wants to hear. Okay, so I was um, messaging with someone and they messaged me something and said, oh, you know, when I get out of the Navy, I'm trying to become a PT and blah, blah, And I was like, oh, so cool. You know, I didn't know you were, you know, trying to be a physical therapist. And they said, oh, no, I'm trying to be a personal trainer. Mm. I think it's extremely uncool for personal trainers to say or put like in their Instagram bio that they're a PT. Because that's very misleading. PT means physical therapist. True. I understand. If you want to say CPT, certified personal trainer, yeah, that's more descriptive and that makes more sense. But I feel like I've seen a lot of personal trainers put PT um, yeah. in their bio. And I'm like, no, you're not... You're not a physical therapist. That's years of school and a lot of student loans. <laughs> <laughs> and more importantly, you don't have that many student loans. You know what I'm saying? I mean, does that bother you or is it just me? I mean, you're the physical therapist here, but. I, I would say yes and no, just because like. I get like the best way to abbreviate personal trainer. It, like is PT. But it like already stands same. for something. Well, I know, but they're both two very big things i mean i don't know i mean I yes it annoys me but i think it's just a problem in general like i don't i don't you know i don't know what the way around it is like i'm trying to try i'm trying to make a analogy for something else that would be like a doctor is a like md or mm-hmm. with someone else that had some other certification that had the letters M and D in them, or I'm like, I'm trying to make an analogy, but I can't yeah, really like think of something. Yeah, like music director. Sure, music director. If you were a music director, would you put in I your bio, that's a thing. Lindsay Clements, comma, MD, music director? No, because then people are going to think I'm a doctor. I don't know. Yeah. That's just me. No, I get it. I just, it's tough because honestly, you want to be able to abbreviate to not. But just put the extra letter, CPT. Yeah. I know Instagram bios are limited in characters, but that, not that limited where you can't just add one clarifying letter. What if you're not certified? I guess that is the other. Maybe that's an issue. Maybe people aren't certified. <laughs> I don't, don't know. Need to open that can okay, of worms. yeah, we don't need to open that kind of worms. Okay. Anyways. 
Well, do you have any pet peeves? <laughs> no, I just wanted to open up and talk about mine. Uh, yours are already so good that I just can't <laughs> top that. Because <laughs> I have a lot. <laughs> How long is this podcast? This podcast is just a list of my pet peeves. All of them. I'm All just right. kidding. Strap in, folks. Going to be here a while. No, 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 no. We're actually talking about maintaining fitness with kids or kid. Because we just have the one. True. But, but... We do have a dog that poops all over the house, apparently. Oh. Am I not supposed to bring that up? I mean, that's my other pet peeve. <laughs> We're bringing it full circle here. <laughs> yeah, multiple times this week. Multiple times. Yeah, um, I don't know what his deal is. He's been fine for years. Totally potty trained and... Uh, not, apparently not this week. You know what? That's not... I mean, yeah. Maintaining fitness with kids is one thing, but also... Trying to figure out what your kid gave your dog so he pooped in the house three times in one day. True. Or when you go to work out at, you know, 6.15 in the morning and you think you're about to start your workout, but you really spend the first 20 minutes cleaning up dog poop. I mean, that's a good warm up. You're on your, you know, hands and knees <laughs> scrubbing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> trying to make, uh, just trying to find the positives here. Gonna have to disagree with you on that one. <laughs> Especially since you were the one doing it. I slept in that day. That's okay. You, Anyways, you cleaned up way more poop after that, so I did. You're the real MVP. Why were we? Why did you bring that up? Maintaining fitness. Oh, because you said we only have one kid. I'm like, well, now oh. we're taking after taking care of another thing that poops all over the place. So yeah, but I just think that you know, even I feel like as a person that only has one child, I can compare myself to like other women or other, you know, who are doing all these things, who have multiple kids. And I'm like, man, you know, they're crushing it. And I'm over here like struggling to get a 20 minute workout and I just have one kid. But I'm realizing that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how many kids you have or whatever. Like your life is significantly different when you don't have kids and when you do have kids, you know? True. And I'm not saying that it won't get harder if you have more or, you know, if you've got one kid versus like eight kids, clearly there's a difference there, <laughs> you know, but there's still, it's, you should still recognize that like having a child and taking, being responsible for a baby or a toddler that literally can do nothing for themselves. It's, you know, it's a lot and trying to maintain a level of fitness or even nutrition, doing things for yourself. It, becomes a lot harder true true um and i guess i'd be i'd be curious because like obviously we're talking about maintaining or keeping fitness or however you want to describe it like with kids but i guess what would be the what would be the comparison because like obviously what you do now is drastically different than what you did two years ago Mm -hmm. so like Probably not when we moved here because that was a whole COVID quarantine. But if you rewind the clock to like you're getting your master's full time, you're like you're you're basically at a full time job. I mean, it's as a student, but you're doing that. <clears throat> and it was just me and you and Coda. What was your normal kind of fitness routine? What was like a, an average week or average day of working out for you? Um. So my, my schedule when I was in grad school, honestly, most of my classes didn't start until maybe 9 a.m. And so I would be at school from pretty much like 9 to 5 or 6, um, either doing classes or doing homework or something like that. 
Um, but so in the morning, that was all my time. So I would get up at 5.30, have some breakfast, head to the CrossFit gym, at least do a class at a minimum. I would do the class there, which was an hour. Mm-hmm. A lot of times I would stay longer and work on extra stuff. You know, yeah. I'm sure anybody who has gotten into the CrossFit space can attest to kind of wanting to improve on some of the skills that you don't, the gymnastic skills or the strength or whatever. So I would spend extra time, you know, doing stuff like that. And then I would, I would go to school, I would shower and, you know, go to class. And on the weekends, I don't, I didn't really go to the gym too much on the weekends, but you and I were really active. We would still go to the gym on the weekends, but yeah, you're right. A lot of times we were like, Saturday morning was a three to five mile hike. At a minimum. Yeah, yeah. with Coda and then maybe some brunch or something fun like that afterwards. But yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely some, some, if it wasn't that, we were going to the gym at least on one, if not both the the weekend days. Yeah. And not just the time that I spent in the gym, I would say even the intensity of my workouts. Like when I was there, I was pushing it, you know, after the end of every workout, I was pretty much dying on the floor you know well, I, th- I think the point there too is that you because you had the time you were going through this like full complete warm-up you're going through this progression you were doing mm-hmm. all this so like that allows you to safely push that intensity for that time and it's not like you were pushing the intensity for an hour straight right you no. were really pushing the intensity for 15 minutes exactly yeah but it's the other 45 minutes and everything else the rest of the time that allows you to push with that intensity on, on a safer basis what about you? Because that was your first full year in Monterey, your full year of working as a physical therapist. Yeah, I had an interesting schedule. So I, you know, I worked 40 hours a week, but it was done in Monday and Wednesday was a 10 hour day. Tuesday and Thursday was a six hour day. And then Friday was an eight hour day. Um, all of them starting at the same time. So starting at eight every day. So what I did was... Um, on the on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, so the ten hour days, and then Friday, I would wake up at like five or whatever and go to the gym, and then I'd uh, I'd probably spend about an hour there, mm-hmm. um, and then and then come home, get ready for work, and everything, and then Tuesday, Thursday, because it was just a six hour day, no lunch, just straight through. I was done by like two p.m., so then I would just go to the gym after that, and those days I would kind of plan maybe longer workouts or things that took a little more time or took my time with the workout or warming up or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, so those, those could easily be an hour and a half. And then obviously I was with you on the weekends. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm just remembering that we would, cause on the weekends we pretty much had, we still had a routine, you know, on Saturdays we would usually hike and then Sundays we would go to church and usually we'd go to the gym straight from church. True. We did. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Um, and then on Sundays after all that, we'd come home and we'd meal prep. Yeah. For a couple hours, you know, yeah, maybe yeah. like two hours or something like that. Yeah, definitely. So it was very, you know, routine. Um, we had time to ourselves and... I was say, everything was very smooth. Everything was yeah. just kind of scheduled in. It had its time. There wasn't really anything that like interrupted that or got in the way or really do... De- I mean, sure, randomly here or there, but not... For the most part, it was, it was very consistent mm-hmm. and, and kind of scheduled. Yeah, so how is that different now that we have a toddler now it's totally different because basically i i mean i don't want to get detailed in my work schedule but it's like the concept is 
you go to work all day, but then when you come home, instead of doing anything, then you want to spend time with the kid until they go down and then the kid goes down and then you have to do all the stuff you have to do to get ready for the next day. So it's kind of like, well, unless you don't want to spend time, at least in our situation, if you don't want to spend time with the kid, then you could go and like work out when you got home. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not an option. So then when's the next option? Well, he wakes up at seven. So I, you know, once he's up, he's getting ready for school and all that. So, okay. can't do it then. So really it just leaves. The only time is to wake up and be done with the workout before 7 a.m. Yeah. Or um, after he goes to bed, but then we don't get time together. Yeah. And, and that has been something that I think you've really done more than I have on some days. On occasion, but, but only if I rarely, didn't get my workout in rarely, in the morning. Yeah. 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 Um, so then it comes down to like, and again, you know, you're talking about a, a full day of if you're trying to get your workout in before seven, if you want to even start that by six, you got to be up by 530. And then if you want to get eight hours of sleep, you start going back and you realize you have to go to bed at like 4 p.m. Yeah, so. <laughs> pretty much. So Lana no, goes you, to bed at 730 and we go to bed at eight. <laughs> I mean, it's not that far off, but um, you, you just realize that that something has to give, I guess. Like and that's on a good day. That's not like, what if he woke up in the middle of the night because he was sick or he yeah. was teething or yeah. when he was first born and he wasn't sleeping through the middle of the night. Like yeah. that's on, you know, a normal day where pretty much like everything else has gone yeah. as planned. I think at the end of the day, like a kid comes along and that's a lot more time out of your day and not in a negative way, definitely in a positive way. Like I love getting to spend time with him at night. I would much rather do that than do other things. Um, but you're, you're losing a chunk of time out of your day. So then you have to backtrack and go, okay, well, what am I going to sacrifice? Some people, some people change their work schedule or become a stay at home parent or this, or some people completely give up on their sleep and they get five hours of sleep a night and they do this. So you're going to have to give up somewhere. And I think at least for us so far, the thing we've kind of given up the most consistently actually would be that long kind of just enjoyable time at the gym Mm -hmm. or enjoyable time working out Mm -hmm. um not that we don't work out on a consistent basis but it's become quicker it's become much more goal oriented to check off the box and make sure that we're we're doing that for our own health right yeah those like going back to when i was you know, working out at the CrossFit gym, maybe I would be doing intense wad for 15 minutes. Now I take that basically 15 minutes and I don't do it as intense, but I do, I would say moderate to intense depending on the day and how I'm feeling literally a five minute warm up, and I don't really cool down. I probably should. Um, and that's, I literally don't work out for longer than 20 to 30 minutes. And I, I would love to be able to spend more time, you know, working out because I do enjoy it. But I also know that you know, there's a, there's a time and place for that. And there, you know, there are people, parents of young kids who really do prioritize that time and they make sure, Hey, I'm going to get to the gym no matter what. And if that's, yeah. that's well, cool. Like, and, and that's my point. I think you can, it just depends on what you're going to have to give up something, something. from your pre kid life when you have a kid, you can't and, have everything. Yeah. And it just depends on what you're going to give up. I mean, for some people shoot, that just means maybe you're you're giving up some video game time or you're giving up something else. Like it could be totally different mm-hmm. than, than working out. But, 
Um, or like I said, a or lot giving of, up sleep. Yeah, a lot of people sacrifice sleep, mm-hmm. um, which I mean, I think we'll definitely get into this in another podcast. But I think both you and I would agree that if we had to sacrifice something between sleep and working out, it, it's probably better to sacrifice the workout than the sleep. Um, Which is not what I would have done a couple of years ago, but now true. that I know better um, and logically, logically you think, okay, I need to go work out because that's going to be the thing that gets me results. But if you're not sleeping enough, you're not going to get those results anyways, or maybe you will in the short term, but it's just going to do so much more damage long term. Yeah. So I, I know that now and I've seen the research and the data to show that. So I'm like, you know, if I'm, if I don't get more than six hours of sleep, I usually don't work out. I'll go for a long walk outside. Yeah. Maybe, but yeah. And again, I don't think that's to say or judge people who end up giving up the sleep aspect in order to do the other stuff. It's just saying that from, from our perspective, we would rather give up some of the exercise time than the sleep time. Yeah. And because we've also seen that it's doable and you can still, you can still maintain a level of fitness by doing that. I mean, no, am I, am I at my leanest, my most shredded that I've ever been? No, but that's also not where I'm trying to be. I just want to be like a fit person for, I want to feel good. I want to have energy to play with Landon. You know what I mean? Um, I wish that takes a lot. I could all of a sudden just, I don't know. Just, we do not have a large house, but he can get from like, I mean, he's just quick. And then we're like, where did he go? Well, and he'll just be standing there, <laughs> sitting there doing something, and then all of a sudden point at something and just start sprinting. <laughs> I know. Like, uh, dude, I don't know what, like, I don't know what just snapped in your brain to all of a sudden, boom, that's like what you're focused on. You're going to sprint towards it, but oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah, he's never ending, which is awesome, but you definitely need energy to keep up with it. So oh, for sure. my goals are different now than they were two years ago, which is fine. You well, know? and honestly, you need the energy to also... Like, let's face it. If you're tired, you're probably going to be a little more cranky. You're probably going to have a shorter fuse. Me? What? No. Not you specifically, (laughs) but also, yes, you specifically. I'm never cranky. (laughs) (laughs) No, but anyone, anyone who's tired is probably going to have a shorter fuse, less patience. Um, So obviously you want the energy to be able to interact with the kid, but you also probably don't want to be feeling like you're going to snap at them all the time and just constantly want to yell at them and yeah whatever that's just not enjoyable for anyone so what would you say to parents who like i don't think it matters what like if you go to a full-time job or if you stay home it doesn't matter because if mean, you stay home you got a bazillion different things you got to do well anyways. i mean yeah i was gonna say because there's been several times where landon was sick or whatever and like i had to keep him home or yeah. work from home with him home and you know it's not like you can get anything done during the day and they no. might take in the beginning, they take you know two naps or whatever. Later on, they maybe just take one. But it's like when they go down for that nap, there's other things around the house that have to get done. And yeah. so it's very common to start prioritizing everything else instead of being like, okay, I'm going to go get a 30-minute workout. Um, and it's not, you know, honestly, sometimes too, you just mm-hmm. want to, you've been taking care of this kid all day or multiple kids, and you're like, I just want to sit down. and look at my phone or watch some TV like, and that's okay. So it's, I don't think it's easier for people who stay at home versus going to work all day because it's just a different kind of exhaustion that you're feeling. So what would you say to 
just kind of parents who are like struggling to kind of build that routine back in their lives because they're just like, I don't have the time or energy. Yeah. I think one of the things you could do to just at least get moving would probably be to, I mean, and you do this all the time is go out and just even walk with Landon. So like you're still with Landon, you're still spending time with him, but you're getting outside and you're moving. Is that some intense CrossFit workout? No. But are you outside? Are you getting some vitamin D in the sun? Are you moving? Are you getting fresh air? Are you still with your kid? Like, yes, that's checking a lot of boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I would say is just maybe reframe mentally, you know, what you expect to get out of your workouts mm-hmm. or how much you're going to work out and <clears throat> just try to do something. Mm-hmm. And and I know we're, we're kind of big proponents of trying to just do something to move your body every day. Um, and I think that's where like, on days that are really sideways or something like a walk comes in handy. Now, if the weather stinks, you know, it's maybe it's throw on a yoga video and see if the kid will do some down dog with you. I don't know. I know Landon yeah. will do that sometimes with you, but mm-hmm. um, then you got to get a little more creative if you're trying to get some kind of movement in. Um, but trying to do something every day and, and if not, at least like make sure you're doing something I would say four days a week, mm-hmm. like more than 50% of the time. Yeah. You're moving your body, you're exercising, you're working out. Um, doesn't matter how long, doesn't matter how intense, just do it. Yeah. And I like what you said about reframing, you know, what, what you see as a workout or what you expect out of it, because this is something that I talk to a lot of my clients about is that, you know, I've had so many people ask me like, Oh, you know, um, I did this Peloton workout and my, watch says I burned 500 calories. Like, is that accurate? Does that mean I should eat more food or less food or blah, blah, blah. And I find that so many people are associating a workout with their diet and like how they're supposed to eat or not eat and like associating it with like losing weight, which yes, exercise will help you to lose weight, of course. But we all, I think that we need to separate like nutrition and exercise especially if you're in a season of life where you can't spend hours at the gym exercise should not be seen as just a means just for losing weight oh yeah just like this is how i burn calories exactly because that's going to make you think like well i need to burn this many calories so i need to go for a five mile run or i need to do a 45 minute workout and then if you can't do that you're like well i can't do that i might as well do nothing no like working out needs to be viewed as its own thing. That's good for your, your physical health, your mental health, you know, and for your heart, you know, like if, if you go out out there and do a 10 minute workout, I guarantee you'll feel better than if you did nothing at all. True. It doesn't matter if you burn 10 calories or 500, it really doesn't. And then if you're really trying to say, okay, I need to, I want to lose a little bit of weight, blah, blah, blah. And if you don't have time to put those hours in at the gym, then you just need to hone in on your nutrition. Like, Focus on the things that you can because that doesn't really take that extra time. It's just being more mindful and paying attention to what you're putting in your body. You know what I mean? I mean, it might take a little bit of extra time as far as like pre- food prep and things like that. But, yeah. But I, I see what it's you're saying. It's more time than going through the McDonald's drive through Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Chick-fil-A. <laughs> but I guess it's out. just, you know reframing that like okay I'm going and doing this because it's going to make me feel better you know it's going to put me in a better state of mind especially if I've 
been in this house all day with Mm -hmm. kids running around and screaming and doing whatever like I think that's a really good point I think and I think you can speak to that really well just because I think you've been in the fortunate slash unfortunate situation of telework for the past shoot two years now pretty much Mm -hmm. um but the importance of like getting out of the house or doing something or even whatever it is and moving that like the the difference that that can make in your day and also I i don't know if you can speak to just how like you're not necessarily going to feel like doing it. Mm -hmm. Like you're going to feel like maybe sitting on the couch. You're going to feel like eating some ice cream. You're going to feel like watching Netflix. You're going to feel like scrolling through TikTok. But the, I I just feel like it it can't be overstated. The dramatic positive impact it has just to get outside and move a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Especially being outside. I mean, I know it's hard if you're, in a place where it's like winter and it's way too cold to go outside or um, I say that as I stayed inside for the last three weeks because it was in the forties in Florida. (laughs) Um, But you know, if you live somewhere where it's actually cold and it snows and that kind of thing and you're like, well, I can't get outside. um, You can still move your body inside. You know what I mean? And like I said, even 10 or 15 minutes, you might not think that that's going to do a lot, but I guarantee you if you commit to doing that, even four or five times a week, literally 10 minutes and do that for two weeks, you'll notice a difference in your mental health. I mean, and it doesn't have to be, mental health is just as important as physical health. Oh, you yeah, know, totally. You don't have to be like, well, I've been doing this and I'm not noticing any changes on the scale. And it's like, that's not the, the most important thing. Yeah. But do you feel better? Do you feel like you have more energy? Yeah. How do is you your feel, mindset? Yeah. Like you said, have you been, do you have a little bit more patience when it comes with your kids? Like, you know, are you having better conversations and spending better quality time with your partner? And, you know, all of these things play into mental health. And I think moving your body is just, it's something that we all should be doing, you know, even though we don't feel like it, like you just said. Yeah. There's been a lot of times since Landon was born that I really didn't feel like working out. Um, I just think, I think that's important for people to hear because I think people who don't want to work out or find themselves in a rut and being like, oh, like, you know, I know I should, but just really don't want to or just Mm -hmm. don't feel like it or I'm so tired or like I just need a break or whatever the reason is. I, I think it's important for you to relate that, that, you know, it's not like you're some magical different person who doesn't feel those things Mm -hmm. like you do. You just have to, you just have to say to yourself that you're going to do it Mm -hmm. and commit to it. Um, and, and you'll, you'll thank yourself on the back end. You're going to probably be like, Oh, why am I doing this on the front end or whatever? But yeah. And it's hard to start, but then once you have the experience of doing these things over and over again, and then Like for me, I know that if I'm having a not so great day and I don't feel like working out, I know because I've done it so many times that if I go do a 15 minute workout, I'm going to feel immensely better. But if you don't have that, you know, that knowledge already, you know, if you go do that a couple of times and your brain's going to start being like, Hey, you know, I know you don't feel like doing this, but remember all those other times you did it and you felt so much better afterwards. And so that's going to be like more motivation for you to keep going. 
But that's the whole reason that when I think Landon was around six months old that I started the one mile a day challenge. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I wasn't doing the challenge like through my Instagram or Facebook group or anything. It was just just me. Mm-hmm. And I said, hey, I'm... What did you do, like 30 days or something? Or what was it? I want to say maybe I tried to do 100 days. I can't remember what... It, I can't. I think you might have. I don't know if I made it to 100 days. I honestly can't remember because I started... Rec- I started documenting them all on TikTok and then I got tired of doing that (laughs) and I forgot. But um, I don't remember if I made it to 100 days, but basically I made it to the point where I got myself out of the rut that I was in, which was, you know, Landon, I think was around five or six months old. I was having trouble getting back into a fitness routine. I was having trouble with the mindset piece of being like, I don't feel like doing an intense 30 minute 20 minute crossfit workout where i'm like moving around the barbell i just don't feel like doing that so i was like you know what every day at a minimum i'm going to run one mile Mm -hmm. and i also like to run or i've traditionally liked to run so that was i was like i can run a mile no big deal no matter how slow it is you know it's fine yeah and that, that could be i'm gonna bike for 10 minutes i'm gonna i mean shoot i'm gonna do 100 squats i don't know i mean yeah and that's what it, we do in the different. challenge now when I do it is I'm like, you don't have to run a mile, but you know, it's a 15 minute movement minimum basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just noticed that day after day, I started feeling a lot better and it, it it's so cliche, but it's true what they say of you never regret a workout because you're always going to feel better after sweating and getting those endorphins released and stuff like that. So that was immensely helpful for me. Yeah, Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, again, change your mindset, figure out kind of what your priorities are, have to, what you're going to sacrifice that, that can very well be your workout time. Um, and just make yourself do something. It'll, it'll be better for you. It'll likely be better for your family. Um, I'd say those are the big takeaways. Mm-hmm. There's so many resources available out there. Now you can download any app that will give you some workouts to do. There's YouTube has plenty of free stuff, you know, there's so many things available at your fingertips. And if you have trouble with accountability, that's why coaches exist. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Hire somebody that's going to hold you accountable, that's going to give you a plan and check in on you throughout the week and say, hey, how are you holding up? Like, have you been able to do your workouts? How has your eating been going? You know, and I, I think a lot of people do need that extra accountability. No, it makes a huge difference. I mean, I know you and I, like when we have to face each other and be around each other for whatever reason, like. I feel like we kind of naturally hold each other more accountable. And then when you go away for the weekend and then I just, you know, eat frozen pizza and (laughs) so your thing is eating frozen pizza. And I probably just like order out all the time if you're gone. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's totally easier to do that when you, you don't have anyone keeping you accountable at all. Yeah. No, it is. Yeah. Super important. guys that's all we have tonight thank you for hanging out with us if you learned something or just enjoyed listening we would love if you would leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast and if you have any questions feel free to message us on instagram at simple not easy show talk to you soon